and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about racing games, esports and sim racing. Today we're going to be discussing the world of professional sim racing and in particular if an independent team can make it. The scene is filled with long established squads with fizzy drink sponsorship and car manufacturer backing. However, one squad in particular, Burst Esports, seems to be punching above its weight. So we're going to be joined by Mitchie Hoyer and Jesper Pedersen of the team to see how the diminutive Danish squad is so successful. So, uh, Jesper Pedersen, Mitchie Hoyer, pleasure to have you here. Uh, we're going to talk about Burst Esports and also a little bit of uh, Rensport, your current esports activities and the current, I don't know, business behind sim racing, if that's okay. So first of all, if you could just explain, Jesper, why Burst Esports was founded and how it works on a basic level. Yeah, so Burst Esports was founded in like late 2018 or maybe actually early 2018 but um, we got invited to a race in late 2017 and um, I like I raced in real life for a few seasons and haven't done any sim racing for like three four years uh, but I got invited to this race uh, by a guy called Claudio and uh, we went to the race and actually managed to to win uh, the race and it was uh, like a world championship so we like figured out that we yeah, we had something going for us and let's try and make a team out of it. So we founded Burst uh, early 2018 and I guess the rest is sort of history. Yeah, and it's still ongoing history as well. So, uh, Mitchie, how did the relationship between you and Burst come about? Uh, like that was also kind of the same activity as he just explained just in another venue. So what happened in mid-19 is uh, I left my team and I was like a free agent doing some more racing here and there, doing streaming. And in fact, it was Claudio too that found me on a stream and said, "Like, yeah, that guy, uh, he's the one." Yeah, we need we need to have him for a race because, um, yeah. like, Burst was I think originally an iRacing based team, pretty much, but uh, they ran the GDR twenty four series, which was R Factor two based, and I was a free agent for R Factor two, so they called me uh, whether I can race with them a twenty four hour race. So I went to Denmark, did that race on site, was a LAN event. And uh, yeah, while there, I was talking to Jesper. Like, you know, I got a, f a potential few guys around my level. So, what if we also get like uh, burst out to the R Factor Two and and have an R Factor Two squad running for Burst Esport? Mm. We quickly came to an agreement. Said yes, and well, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are, all in Munich together. Brilliant. Yes. What's it like working with the team? Is a good uh, team spirit? Would you say? Yeah, 100%. Like uh, in the sim racing world and also in the area where we're competing, it's very important that you have a very good team cohesion. Like you have the spirit, like you have the right mindset, like you have everyone pulling into the right direction, into the same direction and with full efforts. Yeah. And uh, we really have a nice environment. We got a good testing group. You know, we, we hang out, practice together, like really hardcore, really focused and dedicated for two or three hours. Then we do the debrief, and in between on the debrief, we can have a joke here and a joke there, whatever. And uh, like that, you know, Burst Esports like family. Everyone's welcomed, everyone is always putting in the work, and everyone is given everything for, for everyone in the team. And uh, I think that's the key part of the success where we're having right now. So, Burst is proudly Danish, is that a, a good way of describing it? What's it like being one of the few? Uh, Danish teams out there in the mix amongst, amongst as we are today, several uh, German and British-based ones? 
Is it a unique aspect? I think it might be because uh, like Dan- Danish people or Danish teams have a rich history in esports. Like we have probably the largest uh, like Counter Strike team in the world, Astralis. So there's a lot of esports in in Denmark. We are seeing sim racing schools popping up everywhere. So like we will see a lot of great Danish sim racers in the next like coming years because they're really quick. So I think uh, having a Danish team already at the top, but with an international roster, is uh, like a unique thing. Mm. And I think we for sure are gonna get more Danes involved in the team, but keep the international roster because we're also expanding right now. We are yeah. looking at iRacing, ACC, probably Race Room as well, and of course Rennsport, where like we are testing now. So I think the team will grow fast the next maybe year or two years. So it's like going to be exciting times yeah when it comes to your independence you're not backed by a fizzy drink or a car manufacturer as many other teams seem to be with sort of a little regard for let's say keeping the lights on and i guess you have to go out there and try and find sponsors and try and sell sim racing to to the wider world so first of all from your point of view is that a challenge of course it's a challenge. It's it's much easier when you have the budget from day one and we didn't have that uh, so we had to work for it uh, and the way we did it was like we want a strong driving roster, we want the, like the sporting side working and when we have the results we believe the, the sponsors will come and that's what we're seeing now. We, we just signed a, a really good partnership with some, a company called Nextview. And it's a really close uh, collaboration between us and them. It's not just uh, here you have some money. It's actually uh, we have a meeting every week with them and uh, talking about how we can help one another. So I think the way we're doing it is a bit different. But uh, right now it's working out and, and we are growing fast. And that's also why we are able to, to expand to, to different platforms. Yeah, it's, uh, it must be difficult, but it's, it's good to find a partner that's also deeply involved. It's not just the funds, as you say. So from your side, Mitchy. Do you think that you do a lot of uh, streaming and YouTube videos and social media activations? Is that also something that needs to go hand in hand with getting good results? It's, you know, it's not just the on-track stuff to keep people happy. Do you need to put yourself out there a bit more as well? Uh, to be all honest, I think being a streamer and putting myself out there on the web so openly makes the challenge actually harder because... Oh. <laughs> you know, if, if everything is going good and everyone is cheering for you, yeah. but if you do a major, a major mistake, of course, uh, everyone is like, "You've done it," <laughs> and like, so there's you extra got, pressure. Yeah, you got the reactions live. Mm. Uh, you got your actions on tape. Also, you got your facial expression always on tape, so it's an extra pressure. But I think. The modern sim racer is not just like quick. He also needs to be um, accessible in, yeah. in, in the web. He yeah, also yeah, needs yeah. to be accessible on the social medias. And that will be a big asset for, for both for the team. Like, obviously, we have uh, um, a lot more PR thanks to that. And uh, like he said, Nextview uh, has just joined us with a deep partnership. And I actually received several messages of them from the first two Formula Pro races where they, where they were sitting in the headquarters and like having a massive watch party going on mm. on like the, the official stream, obviously, but also the personal stream from my personal onboard. And like that is just super great because it helps me as a streamer to expand, to, to grow. It helps Burst to get the brand out there and also the visibility out there and the results. Mm. Just great. It's just like adds up to another. So I think it's a key, it's a key element of the uh, successful esportsmanship. Yeah. 
And so when you're competing, well, actually, Mitch, you're competing a lot. So yeah. could you just run us through what you're doing this year at the minute? Uh, this year, I'm doing really, really much to, to get the channel active and big. So yeah. I've started with Formula Sim Racing World Championship. Uh, it's the fifth consecutive season I'm running in there. Mm. I've entered the GPVW Sim Racing Series. Uh, it's also another Formula One based uh, series. Then I'm running the Virtual Endurance Championship with the Cadillac DPI and the same car again in a GTR 24. So two endurance races um, or endurance race series. And beyond that, um, I'm running in the yeah, pinnacle of open wheel racing on our factor to the Formula Pro series, which obviously is the main focus for this year. Mm. And um, of course, for this year also still counts uh, the Le Mans Virtual series where we have competed in with two cars and have been very proud to be part of that. Yeah, so, yes, but when you see uh, the Formula Pro Series, we're recording this just after the Monza round where both Michi and Jörne Simicic had brilliant drives and great results. Is that something that you're watching? And do you feel proud when you see, see the drivers performing so well? Well, the honest reply is probably I don't watch many races, to be honest. Okay. I, I have a fair few businesses. I'm really busy yeah, yeah. managing that. So watching the races is usually not something I do. I, I try to, uh, but if I do, I, I never watch the official streams. I, I always watch Mitch's stream and <laughs> try and make a joke here and there. And if they don't perform well enough, I, like, I try to bet 20 yeah, euros yeah, yeah. if you can become P5. Okay, uh, some like extra that. motivation there. Yeah, yeah. So... I try to, but it's not always I'm like no. I'm able to. But yeah, I would like to watch more, and I would also like to race more because I don't have the time for that as well. Yeah. What are the main series that burst competing at the minute or have competed in recently? Obviously, I know Mitch has mentioned Formula Pro Series, FSR, the Mon Virtual Series. Are there any other ones on the horizon? Like we also will focus on the Mon Virtual Series when that's happening again. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, like late this year, it will happen mm -hmm. again. Uh, that's going to be one of our main focus. We kind of feel like we've been uh, like stolen a, a win in 2020 and we're leading the series heading into the last round yeah. at Le Mans and we, were, we came P3 in the end. So we, we feel a bit like we've been stolen two victories. Like we had the pace, of course, like great competition and it was close. But so, yeah, that's going to be... We are focused, and of course, Formula Pro is also a big uh, yeah. series we are want to do well in. So, in the last 24 hours of Le Mans Virtual and the Le Mans Virtual series, you were running with by Collis as a partner. Uh, Mitch, you were driving for that car, correct? Yeah. How did that relationship come about with the real world uh, LMP1 and now Hypercar team? So, back in 2020, when the first race happened, it, it was COVID times, uh, so like the real race was postponed. But like they needed a race in that weekend, and it was just happening happening virtually. So like the rules said were we needed two pro drivers and uh, like real life drivers, and then two professional sim races. And like from day one, we got a lot of um, teams that contacted us wanting to do um, like a partnership with us. So we were in a fortunate position where we could actually choose, and we could choose like a big or bigger manufacturer or something like that but we were looking at uh, mostly performance and mm. Bicolis had some strong uh, real drives that could perform in the sim which also showed in the race so that's how it came about and then it's just grown from there now we really have a great partnership I visit them at Le Mans and like 
just two days ago we went to the factory before coming here mm. where we saw the new hypercar which is looking amazing it, yeah. they, like the engineering on it is uh, insane so I, I think next year hopefully that will be in the hypercar class at Le Mans and yeah. we will go there and and cheer from the stands and yeah. that's cool so Mitchy, having seen the the Van Wall hypercar recently and I saw it on your social media as well yeah on your YouTube there uh, was that a good experience? Uh, I saw also, didn't you have the Virtual Mon trophies on the vehicle? Yeah. It's good to show a relationship between, it's, you know, it's not more than just a sponsorship, right? It's like they're actually getting you involved and getting yeah, you Yeah, 100%. The like yeah. The, the most impressive thing, like, it, funny enough, was uh, we went into their main office and it was like an, an empty office, you know, just folders, computers, like everything you have in an office and a biro. But there was this one board where all those Lamar trophies were on so that showed like the proper dedication also from the other side and when you come in there as a, as a driver and you know you compete for them and um, you get those podiums and you get those trophies sent to the home team but not to yourself it's a bit it's a bit odd obviously but then you come to the place where they actually went and then you get them into the hands you can do pictures with it and you, you see them that, that they are up in the spot uh, been super vis visual so mm. they were a real thing to them yeah. and that's just so awesome to see and like obviously being there uh, it's just great it was like the guys were super generous they were super welcoming and uh, they showed us around we had a great look on the car and also like you know seeing things that we usually don't see at all like in the, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. sim you go into the setup and I clicked on Europa one two three four and then it's softer but here we actually saw, okay, you need to open the bonnet, you need to get to the suspension, you need to open the fitting, like the fitting pieces that keeps the anti-robot in place, then you replace the anti-robot, put it back in, and you know, do the thing reverse. And that just gives another, um, another view on the sim racing world mm. uh, to what it means as being simulated racing, simulated setup work. Um, compared to like what happens in the real world and also obviously how the parts going to be produced so that was like some super exclusive uh, insight I'm very very happy and proud to, to have yeah. seen that that close because like yeah, as, a, as a normal viewer you never get that close no that's chance true. that's true how would you assess your racing season so far your <laughs> own performance uh, everyone's their own worst critic right but yeah expandable I'd say okay um, so last year was pretty busy. We had like seven or eight championships, but no matter which championship, I finished into the top 10. And uh, well, this year the championships haven't finished yet, but it's looking harder to just uh, do, those, uh, do those results again. Like in the Formula Pro, I think I'm now P11. Mm -hmm. The Formula Sim Racing had like some awesome results and some really bad ones. Like I got so up and down. Yeah, I got Poland Spa and I was fi fighting for P2 like with three laps to go, but then we had an incident and I, I finished 12 or something. So mm. uh, in that championship, it's not going too well. Um, but yeah, mainly the focus is now Formula Pro and if well, the more virtual series hopefully happens again, like to, to get in there and perform really, really well there and then like we can forget about the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. So um, we're here in Munich at the Rennsport first launch, Summit 1. So Jesper, what are your initial impressions of this brand new sim racing title? Do you think it's got the potential to take on the likes of Assetto Corsa, Competizione and iRacing? 
Well, I think it, it like it really has some potential. Uh, to be honest, like I saw, before coming here, I saw a YouTube video with a Radalaka lab of Hockenheim, and the car looked all over the place. But actually, driving it now, it, it felt alright, and it has some potential. And and we are still really early days with with the game, so I think it has some potential. And they have some great visions about the whole community around it. Mm. But like they they need a big community to make it work. So I'm really excited with the big partners they have, like. Porsche, BMW, ESL, and so on. So they actually have, uh, like, let's say, the muscle to actually do it. Find the, find the, yeah, get the community behind it. So yeah, I think it has some potential there for sure. I think it's personally fascinating, but it's almost a, an open-ended book at the minute. You know, there's no, there's no uh, finale. So we'll have to see how it progresses. Uh, Mitchy, any quick thoughts on uh, the driving impressions or the com- competition impressions so far? Um, yeah, like I, I pretty agree with uh, what Jesper said. Like yeah. the game or the simulation has huge potential. I see it somewhere between a set of Corsa and R Factor 2. Like it got both elements uh, that I've witnessed and felt on, on both sims. Um, for it to, like, it is an alpha state right now. And for that, it being an alpha state, it is like a very good product already. Uh, I know the content is just like, yeah made for, for, for today and it's yeah, like yeah, polished yeah. that way exactly, yeah. but um, at the end of the day though it, it shows the core potential of the sim and it shows the core potential of the game and I think it's just moving in the right direction and then obviously with the competition here like you have all those top 10s they like got a top 100 selection of sim races around yeah. the world here and then uh, we made it twice to the semi-finals in both the hot laps and mm. uh, the actual well racing done. series so um Obviously, being a team that is not backed by a manufacturer, we obviously are extremely proud for the achieved results. And um, it's always, you know, you come here and it's hundred people getting to this, to the, to those rigs. They are all the same. Everyone had the same preparation, which was none. And like you compete and you make it into the top 20, so that means something. And that's just um, very good to see. Is a very good opportunity to to really have a comparison to where are you in the world of sim racing. And yeah, that's true. I think uh, that is a very nice side effect. Yeah. Apart from the fact that we're here with the Rennsport Summit, and obviously be proud to to be selected as one of the relevant people to talk to them. Yeah, well, that's actually a good point, Jesper. Like following on from Mitchy, what Mitchy just said, you know, these were the quickest, most professional esports teams around. Some of the names are giant with good backing, and yet here's the diminutive little burst esports punching above your weight that must be pretty satisfying to to be here and then also beat some of the uh, more established teams on the track there so we won't name them we'll save their bushes but yeah of course it's uh, always great to have great performance but i think it's because we work differently than other teams like um, the way we do things is like really professional like we have all these uh, coaches that have meetings with the guys. It's both like psycholo- like psychology, but also how they should eat and train and all these things. So we're actually doing it like some cool things for the drivers. That's like that's very early on. You don't see that for like yeah. some of the bigger teams, even backed by F1. So I think we are doing some things that others could maybe learn something from, even though we are a small team. Yeah. Um, so we are trying to do it the right way uh, and from the beginning and I I think that's just you know that highlights in the results we have we might punch above our weight level like looking at our, our budgets but you know I believe in when we have the results the budget will come yeah 
it's, it certainly seems to be working. And yeah, the, it is working. The, yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, having spoken to you two, but also your teammates today, I must say that you've been very welcoming and it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you. Thanks very much. Um, one final thing. If you Google your name, it says you're a 60-year-old football manager. Can you confirm if that's true or not? It's not it, true, though. That's but true. I actually played football when I was a okay. bit younger, and that's why I got into sim racing. So Ah, okay. Yeah. It's funny how it's even your uh, picture on the yeah, Google results yeah. there. Somewhat had fun one night, I guess. <laughs> Brilliant. So, Jesper, Michi, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time, and thanks to Burst Esport for your hospitality at the Rensport event. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Best of luck for the season ahead. We'll put details to your website and your social media, including your personal Instagram, in the links below. Uh, don't forget to catch Michi Hoyer on his YouTube and social media channels, but also the Traction.gg Twitch channel, where he streams R Factor 2 on a weekly basis if your racing activities weren't enough already. So thanks very much. Uh, and in terms of the podcast, please do like and subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment below if you've got any questions for the Burst Esports team. And also follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Thanks very much for listening. Keep it pinned.